Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Shield Wall, the podcast Shield Wall Productions, where we talk about pretty much anything that comes to mind, barring a few polite topics that we keep off the books just for the sake of politeness. Anyway, on this podcast, we have myself, John, Nathan, and Jacob. Now, we're going to be doing a little bit. This is the unstructured podcast, but we're doing a bit of structure on this one because. We get to interrogate Jacob. Yes. We get to interrogate the Inquisitor. Yes, we've done Nathan's origin story, we've done my origin story, which was a bit of a train, ra- train wreck. I mean, to whose surprise? Yeah. It's behind the shield wall. Yeah. Anyway, you're up, Chuckles. Yeah. So. So here's the thing. I know Jacob got into the hobby recently, but he's also been kind of a nerd before that with all sorts of other gaming. Yes, this is true. So, like, his origin story would have to go beyond 40K. Yeah. Yes. Because his origin story for 40K is only, like, what, four years? Yeah, it's not very interesting. Oh. It's not very long. Six? No, it's not six. Yeah, no. not six. No, it's five. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, short time, but still a big chunk of my life. Right. That's true. He is a youngin. Yeah. Yeah. He is. You're I, kind of mediocre. Mediocre. I'm not the youngest in Shield anymore, though. I guess I haven't been since Austin got involved. Yeah. And then him. Yeah. Yeah. You say like, there's like one person older than me in Shield Wall. Brad. Yeah, and he doesn't look older than me. No. He looks the youngest out of all this, except for Jacob. Yeah, that's because He Jacob, looks to be about Austin's age. I, that, that's I now Jacob have to shave for the new job. I was going to say, so. Jacob, like, I don't know if he can grow facial hair yet. Ow. He can get the Wolverine mutton chops going. Yeah, yes, he, he gets some nice mutton chops. Anyway. It, we tried to start structure. We tried to do structure, but... What is structure? <laughs> no philosophy on this one. Yeah. So, Jacob, how'd you get into nerdy stuff? And then we'll get to your tabletop well, after that. I got into nerdy stuff really early on. My dad was huge into sci-fi. So in my family, sci-fi was just kind of king. Mm. I think one of my siblings actually likes fantasy stuff. Mm. Ooh, are they the black sheep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, the, they're the weird kid. And then and then everyone else, it's, it's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up, we had a huge library <coughs> in our house because my dad had no joke hundreds of sci-fi books well a home without books is like a body without a soul yeah so it was always fun growing up because you know i could go into like this little room we had with all the books and there was just hundreds of books about Mm sci-fi so i got started into like the really early sci-fi and of course you know things like stargate sg1 um you know are you a Trekkie? Star Wars. A little bit of Star Trek. Not quite as much. My dad mm. was more of a Star Wars fan. Mm. And then, you know, Ender's Game, stuff mm. like that. So I've, I've always loved sci-fi, yeah. which is part of the reason I've always done sci-fi, because I never really got super interested into the fantasy side of things. Until tabletop role-playing came along. Yeah. Uh, not even then, I don't know. No. Oh, tabletop role-playing, yes. Role-playing a little bit. But would you rather do fantasy role-play or sci-fi, sci-fi. role yeah. yeah. I like guns. Guns are cool. And explosions. Exactly. Yeah. Plus in space. Non-magic-based explosions. They can be. Can be. I don't mind the magic quite as much. I mean, I'll never... I never really would do an army that incorporates magic. I mean, I do guard. Mm-hmm. They can have magic. They can. But it doesn't mean they should. Yeah. Yes. And plus, now as a as a seasoned Dark Heresy player, the uh, I stick away from psychers like uh, you avoid them like the plague. Like you would avoid ten kilograms of you know just high explosives in the middle of a room. 
Uh, sure. Avoid? I mean... That's a presence. Oh! It's unsupervised and everything. Yeah. Someone just left it lying okay. around. Okay, an unexploded piece of World War II ordnance. I feel... That's a challenge. I feel shield while landing on so many watch lists now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, duck and roll. Don't do the superior landing. It's so bad for your knees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And Nathan, you've already got bad knees. Exactly. What the worst I can do. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, wear, I have this kind of footwear because I already have fucked up ankles and yeah. I can't roll them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always roll joints, but when I do, it's my ankle. That's why I wear these. Mm -hmm. It's harder anyway, to roll ankles than these. Back over to Chuckles. It is your origin story. Sorry, we're just yeah. sidetracking. Oh, it's fine. Side five. It's, it's shield wall. We're going to get side. That's our thing. That's our, that's our whole shtick. It's our signature move. So, I mean, growing up, it was a lot of sci-fi and also, like, a lot of history. Yeah. Back when the History Channel didn't talk about ancient aliens. <laughs> when it was the Hitler Channel. Yeah, pretty much. Colloquially known as, yeah. Yeah. We're, just World War II so documentaries. Today. Yeah. Nonstop. Flip on the History Channel literally any given point in the day, and it's either a World War II documentary, or depending on the time of year, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or World War II in color. Don't forget World War II in oh, color. Yeah. Yes, this is true. That is also th th technically a World War II documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in color. The ones that start doing the transition is either World War II documentary, Band of Brothers, or Gunny Army was yelling at you. True. <laughs> Bet. Or someone else. <laughs> it was simpler times. Better times. Anyway. But, yeah, so I, I grew up with that. Um, you know, and then for a while, uh, with just school and stuff, I was out of it for a little while up mm. until... Uh, the uh, the fateful day I made the the poor decision of uh, wandering into a games workshop. Yeah, yeah, she did go there by mistake. It was the first day. Complete I... and total accident. Yeah, yeah. It was the first day I had my driver's license. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, you were. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he's young. I, I know. I was young. Get that. And uh, I, I was driving, driving around, just being, you know, happy teen with freedom. Freedom. And I saw Games Workshop, and I swore. At the time, it was some sort of, like, uh, you know, video game store, like a mm -hmm. game, GameStop, uh, just, like, <clears throat> off-branded. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that, there used to be a thing called EB Games. <laughs> still, that's still a thing in Australia. <laughs> really? Hey, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, I, I, I wandered in, and it, it, was, it was none of the above, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I saw a lot of cool models, and I mm -hmm. actually grew up building a lot of models. Usually, like, classic cars, World War II stuff. Yeah. My dad was big into hobbying. He made, uh, like, you know, fake planes. Mm -hmm. Well, not... Well, model planes. Model planes. RC ones. Yeah. And also, you know, modeling is, like, building stuff, too. So, growing up, I, I did a lot of that, and I really enjoyed it. So, mm -hmm. I, I looked around, and I was like, well... I still have nowhere to be for. <laughs> I still have nowhere to be for a while, but I'll stick around and I'll learn. I feel like your wallet would have preferred you just to wreck your car. Yeah, <laughs> would have been first cheaper. Day of your license mm. probably would have been cheaper. Would have yeah. been a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> just, just an initial, just initial chunk of payment, and then you're done. Nope. Now you're in, and you're in deep. It wouldn't have been quite as fun though. True. Maybe for about thirty seconds, but after that, yeah. So I stayed. I stayed around, and I think I left that day with like ninety dollars worth of stuff, which was pretty much all my bank account had at that point in it. 
Yeah. I just started a new job, like a new job too, I think. Yeah. That was right around the time I got my first job. You got fleeced. (laughs) And that's where pretty much all my money went for like the rest of high school. Mm -hmm. And still goes now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, different store. Yeah. Yeah. It was also the the first time I decided to go guard. Mm. But it's just such a you thing. Yeah, well... Given your affinity the way for... W- the way it was presented to me was, like, when I when I walked in, you know, the store manager at the time, he who shall not be named, was, you know, was showing me all the different... Still in his good face. Mm-hmm. He was he was showing me all the all the like models and stuff there, and he was like showing me you know the Necrons, the Tau, and I think those are Tyranids. Tyranids, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I think the only reason you didn't you didn't get a demo game because me and Nathan weren't there, probably. And then like he was showing me all this. People would stuff. stop their games and huddle around when I did a demo. I would do that, Nathan. We'd be in the middle of the game, like cool break time. I get to watch Nathan teach. Yeah. Nathan is a great teacher for demo games, by the way. Just in general. You are an for excellent stuff. store manager. That was. Yeah. So, you know, he was he was showing me all the all the stuff, and then we, we got to the humans with just their normal stuff, and I was like, Well, you know, there's all these horrible, massive creatures and shit. These guys gotta have balls of steel if they're just normal <laughs> humans. Because that's the way do- uh, that's the way he put it was, uh, you know, and then here are the just normal humans. Here's a galaxy no, no. full of horrific things. Here's you. Here's a dude with a t-shirt, a flashlight, and balls of steel. And bits of a refrigerator <clears throat> box he duct taped to himself before the battle. Yeah. <laughs> that is what flak armor <clears throat> basically is. Yeah. Oh. In the context of all the other weaponry of 4K. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say wet toilet guess... paper is a bit better. No, that's more of Stark Eldar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, let's be real. It's paper mache. No, no, that's paper. tougher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I saw this stuff. But it's still a step up from the tactical tank tops that the orcs wear. <laughs> I saw all this stuff, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go with the, uh... I'll go with the humans, because they look cool. And I like tanks. Tanks are fun. Tanks are fun. <clears throat> yeah. This was also... And a dime a dozen in the guard. I think this was also the time there weren't a whole lot of guard players at the shop, which is part of the reason he wasn't trying to sell it quite as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean, he wouldn't like the guard at that point. Right. S- this was sixth ed, so... Mm-hmm. Guard, yeah. <clears throat> but before they got their codex, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. it was Imperial Guard, not Astra Militarum. Yep, yeah. it is still the Imperial Guard by like two months. No, it is still the Imperial Guard. Yeah, no, no, I, I will fight that till the end. Not eh? very, you can't untrain me that to say that. I will not call them the Astra Astra Challenge. Was it? <laughs> I can't untrain you. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Hmm. This this is gonna get dicey for you, man. Yeah. Well, it's mostly just Imperial Guard's easier to say. There is that. <laughs> it's actual words. Mm-hmm. And not slightly Latin-based gibberish. Low Gothic. As I said, slightly Latin-based <laughs> gibberish. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah, I think I, I bought a, yeah, it was a Chimera first. Paint. A couple pots of paint. And, uh, like a paintbrush or two and some plastic glue. Yeah. 90 bucks. Price yeah. and clippers. 
Yeah, you need those. No, I, I didn't use clippers because remember for the longest time I used a box cutter? That's right. <laughs> and I absolutely hated it whenever you're at the paint bar and you pull out a fucking knife to try to like, no, no, dude, here's some clippers. <laughs> mm-hmm. You cut yourself, I do, I do paperwork, I don't want to do paperwork. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure for the longest time that's that's how like I got to know you because you'd just be like, don't fucking pull out the box cutter. Don't make me do paperwork. <clears throat> exactly. I... At the time, I was an on call. Mm. I didn't want to do paperwork. I didn't know how to do paperwork on that. <laughs> that would involve me actually calling the manager. Yeah. If you're like, hey, man, I know you're off today. This is what happened. Someone lost <clears> a <throat> finger. How do I file that in the paperwork? And you were a minor. What? Yeah. Which meant I had to call your parents. Someone lost a finger, and also they're a minor. <sighs> and then he'd have to come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because... I, this was before the articles actually had a set training regiments. Right. I was showing how to use the till. Mm-hmm. They showed you how to use the till, gave you a t-shirt, and the best of luck. Yeah. <clears throat> actually, as well, before I got my own actual polo shirt. <laughs> Which is why, like, the first one I had was, like, huge on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's only two sizes, much like the Imperial Guard. Too large and too small. Yep. Yeah. But so are you nine, just like everyone else. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get those bastards where everything fits. <laughs> it's it's okay. They use up all their luck getting fitted for uniforms. <laughs> Not in the first fifteen hours. First fifteen minutes. Yeah, their life expectancy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but, um, and then I got into painting and hobbying, probably more so than even the game side, because being broke, a broke <laughs> high schooler, my, my motto, and I think I've, I said this a lot when I was at the shop of why aren't, why aren't you getting a lot of stuff? I'm going to paint this to the best of my ability, just so it, it lasts me the longest, so I can justify buying it. Yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> Now it's like, I got a backlog that will take me forever to get through. <laughs> Pretty much any time I hear that, now yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I know. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, I really hope you keep with that, but uh, you're not gonna. <laughs> it's like, yeah. We'll see how well, long that lasts. What so, do you mean? Some people, part of the ship, part of the group. Some people the... do manage to keep up with that. They usually have wives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the longest time, it was just painting and hobbying just because I never had enough models. Yeah, and then when you did, though, this is the first, because I've seen I've met you in passing every now and then. Yeah. But the first thing Nathan told me about you as a person when you started getting models is that you were fitting them to square bases and regimented lines. This was back during the era of blast templates. Because more casualties, you want maximum, yeah. maximum trauma, maximum casualties. My, my favorite was actually uh, when someone's like, well, what if someone casts a spell that makes your guy is have, it's hot on their weapons? Your response without hesitating was first rank fire, second rank fire. <laughs> What happens if they make uh, their weapons overheat when they shoot them? Make them shoot more. Yep. I see. I was really big, and I'm still really banging into it. Eastern Front, World War Two. It's so I did all my tanks in the. You're stu- a big fan of Wars of Attrition. Yeah, I, I I did all my tanks in the World War Two Soviet like color scheme. I and even to this day, like the paint scheme for the bases of my models were just muddy trench looking mm-hmm. bases. Yep. Except for the the guard regiment I did with uh, the the squad I did for with pink las guns just to piss off <laughs> Chris. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was fun. <laughs> One of the many Chris's. 
Yeah. Many Chris's. Though Nas made had Johns for a while. <sighs> uh, <God>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that hurt my soul for a while. Especially when they're all there on the same day. Where's the John? What? In unison. <laughs> just a bunch of guys are like, like the freaking uh, seagulls in Nemo. Just, boy? Mine? Mine? Me? <laughs> me? Burp, burp, me? Me? <clears throat> it still throws me off whenever there's a Nathan in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it. And I remember for the longest time, too, going going back to topic, <laughs> Nate was the only one I knew. Like, I, I didn't meet you until a lot longer after I'd been at the shop. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew me. Yeah. yeah. Even before I took over the shop. Right. Everyone knew me. Mostly because... Which is hilarious because you're the biggest introvert at this table. Yeah. <laughs> He's fun to talk to. I always bounce ideas off of him. Hey, I'm great when it's only like two or three people. Yeah. More than that, I get spoken over. Mm. More than that, you get spoken over just you, me, and Jacob. That is true. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly me doing it, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, it's easy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it bothered you that much, you wouldn't be here. I know. Uh, and then, for the longest time, I knew no lore for 40k. <laughs> the only reason I, I started going Inquisition was because it annoyed a certain someone in our shop when uh when I called him a heretic. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, it and, did. And that's probably the only reason I go I went and ever read into the Inquisition was just because I it was just that much fun. You wanted more ammunition. Yeah. Now he started calling him a heretic at my insti- at my instigations because <laughs> I was the first one to start calling him a heretic before uh, he got all the heresies in his fan lore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I play chaos. Yeah. If the if the one hundred percent chaos worshiper is calling you a heretic, you're probably a heretic. Yeah. They'd know it. I know the path. I walk it. Mm-hmm. It's got eight paths. There's eight paths. I walk all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so exhausting. I like walking. I don't. <laughs> I chose. I know. <laughs> uh... Well, you see, you say that, but we weigh roughly the same. Yeah. So like the only thing. That, the only reason it shows is because I am vertically abbreviated. <laughs> Not by much. Anyway, back to Jacob. Oh. Um, <laughs> we are interviewing him, by the way. Yes. Yeah, it... The shield wall is what we do. We stay on top for like 10 minutes, and then we get sidetracked. Shiny objects. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason, only reason that you put up with me talking over you, by the way, is you just wait for me to finish so you can point out how I'm wrong. That is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anyway, know, back like... to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, it was, it was a slow start. I started spending like all my free time there because it was something to do. Mm-hmm. And then and it wasn't just you, you brought Fred's in. Yeah. That was, that was probably the one reason the manager put up with me so much is I just kept bringing in new people. Yeah. Cause I'm one of those people. If I get into something, I'm going to try to get my friends into it. Absolutely. Cause it's more fun. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it was a blast. It, I, I got into it, like, really hard and for a sh- relatively short amount of time. And then I got out of it for a while. Um, he went to school, changed states. Lame. Yeah. Fucking nerd. I, uh, I, went, I went over to Arizona to college. Um, I sold all my 40K stuff, except for one squad, the squad with the pink glass guns. And their and their cat girl commissar, which I also made to piss off a certain someone. Yes, um, same certain someone. Yes, yeah. I know. Oh, I know. I'm well aware of the story. <laughs> no, but they're not. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> right. More or less, I got a female... Oh, com- yeah, we're talking into mics. <laughs> I got a female commissar online. Oh, shit, we're talking into mics. When did that happen? Oh, About fuck. About two and a half years ago. <laughs> uh, Why do you ask? Anyway, back to Jacob. The very, <laughs> the very subtle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, technically. I mean, they are now. Mm. Nathan took off his glasses. And I blind as shit. Yes. So that story, I, I got a female commissar off eBay, um, and I bring I bring it into a shop, and joking around, I said I should give her, uh, in, like, a tail and cat ears. And, and so someone's just like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Like, to which Jacob went, I'm fucking gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I will dare. So I proceeded. Challenge accepted. To give her a cat tail. I didn't give her the ears because her her hat was a bit too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and then I uh, I came in, and he's like, "That's that's heresy and stuff." And I had already looked up that phalides were uh, acceptable <laughs> abhumans. Yep. And it destroyed him because that was a rogue trader thing uh-huh. that they haven't touched that's some since. Old knowledge. That's some old lore. Like. It says it never really became a model, and then they mm-hmm. never got rid of And this individual has been in the hobby for a long ass time. Oh, yeah. Longer and than the you young fuck. Right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Longer than you've been alive, Jacob. Yeah. yeah. And then Jacob shows up, fresh face to the hobby, and fucking schools him. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was salty. And then, and then I gave. Is he not? <laughs> and then. There are times. I, there are times, I, yeah. I joked. Salt that of the earth, though. Great guy. I, I joked that I was going to give the squad of guardsmen pink las guns. Because they're they're her squad of uh, like uh, you mm-hmm. know bodyguards, right? And he's like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> I'm fucking gonna. And I did. <laughs> well, that means I better. Yep. It was the it was so out of place with all my other paint schemes, which you were say. gritty World War Two looking, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then just these guardsmen with pink glass guns. I just imagine those guardsmen being issued those pink glass guns, just like this is my last gun. There are many like it, but this one is by far the worst. <laughs> <laughs> there are not many like this one. <laughs> Funny enough, to this day, my dice love those guardsmen. The amount... Well, yeah. Everyone's got that one squad. Or that one unit. Brad's Immortals. The pink glass guns. I don't have that unit. Most of my things died dumbly. Not horribly, just dumbly. No, that's that's a lie. I've got the ace. Yeah, that fucking plane. (laughs) (laughs) It got got to the point with this guard squad where I did a game... And then I realized that this squad had killed, like, because it was a 2v2, killed both warlords. So I decided to start keeping track of the, the misadventures of this guard squad. That first game, they killed a chapter master. And they We've also... We've all been there. And they also killed a jet seer on a... On a oh, sorry, a far seer on, on a jet bike. Jet seer, yeah. Jet seer. Yeah. Acceptable term, really. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Fuck it, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start keeping track." And I I started keeping track, and this squad was just almost immortal with dice rolls. Like they just survived shit they shouldn't have. Immortals, we shall put that name to the test. <laughs> it was put to the test. <laughs> Some of the other they highlights. Were not found wanting. Mm-hmm. So Jacob says this. I fought I fought Brad's army a couple of times. Fought you uncountable amounts of times. <laughs> Fought Sawyer once, stomped him, fought him another time. He kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. What's he really Stalemate with Austin. I have yet to fight Jacob because he just wasn't in town enough. Yeah. But now we've moved on. I can't use my Wolf Floor to Demon Warrior. So we're going to go back into the rules and we're going to pit our 
armies back then against each other, Jacob, to see how your immortals fare. Okay. I'll uh, bring in bring in the next wave. I'm going to turn them into mulch. <laughs> I'm going to laugh hysterically because neither one of you know the rules anymore. I still have the sixth Ed Kodaks for yes. my guard. Nathan, why do you think I rule? played you uncountable amount of times? Because you knew the rules and I didn't. <laughs> you just told yeah. me what to roll and I just trusted you. <laughs> it's trust exercise and I don't know if I paid for it or not. Because be, it got be to up. the point where games would just go either way. Even if you were giving me the runaround, it was more often not going to work out not in your favor anyway. I, I see no purpose in cheating because what's the point? Right. I'd rather teach people how to play. Yeah. This way I have, uh, this way I have actual opponents to test myself against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You playing against me is just you playing against a somewhat intelligent AI. No, no, there, there is someone else like that, though. Mm. But at that point, I'm playing both armies. <laughs> yeah, at least I knew Great what my army though. did. But more often than not, like, I'm trying to do a thing, you're like, well, I wouldn't do that. I was like, eh? <laughs> and then you're like, well, I'd do this and this instead. Because then you could do this and this. Like, huh, but then this might happen. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Here's a, I'm going to give you advice. I have a counter for it. Yes. But I'm still going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'd usually follow it anyway, and weirdly enough, it would somehow work in my favor sometimes. Even though I have a counter for it, it's going to work better than what it looks like you're going to do anyways. Right. Anyway, back to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I sold all my models when I went to college. Uh, the only thing I actually regret selling out of my army was the flyer. Yeah, your Valkyrie was pretty. I Because this was, like, the second model I got. I got the Valkyrie, um, and... I spent the time to paint the entire inside. Yep. I painted every button. He also ins- glued the door open so that you could see it. Nice. Yeah. And I did it. Now do it again. And I'm still, <laughs> I probably will because I'll probably do it a little bit better this time. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was my second thing I painted. Right. Um. So that that's the only thing I really regret selling because I, I love that thing. I, I spent like 20 hours working on it, painting. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, and I'm still going to use that paint scheme for my Imperial Navy when I start doing them. Because I did it, like, all gray. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, red highlights similar to, like, the Star Wars yeah. ships. Red markings. Yeah. Nice. And nice. then I gave uh, gave all the crews red flight suits and, like, silver, mm. you know, armor. Well, yeah. steel-looking armor. Right. It was fun. Mm. A lot of things broke on that. So, at the same time, yeah, they tend to do that. Yeah. It'll happen. Especially when yeah. Captain Rubbermaid. So the only things... Well, there's your problem. <laughs> so the only actual things I kept were that single squad of guardsmen, the commissar, and the first model I painted. Which is fun to look back on. Not for me. It, I looks, look back it, looks, better when you do, it looks better when you don't dust it, doesn't it? Even when I... The dust makes it look better. When I look back on the first model I painted, Nathan, my initial reaction is, Hit it with a stick! I mean, mine too. Yeah. It's not a pretty sight for me. <laughs> no. Uh, and the most soul-crushing part is I haven't come very far. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word for it. Those first couple steps are the biggest job. Actually, I shouldn't because you're blind as shit. Ah, uh, but I got my lens. I got my eyes on now. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I went to college for computer science. Nerd. Got absolutely burnt out programming and decided to move back and start going for emergency medical. And then you got conscripted into Shieldwall and right back into building, into doing tech stuff. Yeah. Building our website. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's the one thing I missed the most at college was 
actually playing tabletop games. I got into a couple. Um, I just missed 40k. It was fun because yeah. that's There's the one, nothing like it. That's the one thing you, you can't kick a plastic crack addiction if you have a squad of guardsmen and a commissar on your desk every day. Yeah. Now, while he was in Arizona, I'd get text messages from him going, "Hey, I'm doing a Dark Heresy campaign. How do I do this? Mm. Like, what 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 would be the lore for this? What be?" Oh, what was it? How do I do a pla- how would you set up a planet-wide demonic incursion? And you're like, what's the scale? Yeah, like demonic incursion. What's what, the intensity? What's, what scale? What god? What do you what brought in? And that mm-hmm. actually relates back to an older podcast we did about my dark heresy group. Like a month ago, Jacob. <laughs> People have short short memories. What? What? <laughs> Damn it, I always made Nathan do a spit take. <laughs> the microphones in the way, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to get the microphone. It would have been an experience. One of those rare moments where it actually <laughs> broke you. Uh, anyway, back to Jacob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, when I was in college, I never got out of 40K, and that's when I started getting into the lore a lot. I started doing the Dark Heresy campaigns because I found it those existed, and D&D wasn't gritty enough because I started to learn about, a little bit about 40K. D&D you could live through. Yeah. <laughs> D&D you're supposed to live through. You're yes. going to have to go out of your way to die through it at or, some point. Or piss off the DM. Again, you kind of, yeah, let's, but that kind of falls under the same general umbrella. Whereas Dark Heresy, Only War, you'd know very well <laughs> about this, or really anything 40k role-playing, it's not so much your design to live through it, it's your design to have to work to live through it. Yeah. If you live through it, that's a genuine achievement. Sorry, if your original character lives through it. <laughs> not one uh, of your backups. Backups? Stunt doubles. We're on the reserves now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's when I started to really read into 40K and started to really love it. Because unlike, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek, it just felt gritty and more realistic. Yeah. Which I like gritty and more realistic. Look at the I mean, Order I 66 is pretty freaking gritty. Not to, I mean, but that's just one moment. A in typical the, yeah. day in the guard. Yeah. Hey, we got we got uh, labeled hereticus, which means they're all gonna come and kill us now. Yeah, it, it's kind of a normal day. Those t- yeah. that time the space marines stopped to wait for the uh, orbital bomb uh, bombardment to hit them. Mm-hmm. It, it's forty it, k's gritty and yeah. soften them up with bodies and hit them with an orbital bombardment. And maybe it's just like wait, the- we did. I think this is out of order. No, <laughs> you're in the guard. Nothing about it out of order. This is exactly how it should be. Uh, so, and, and one of the things I've always liked about 40k is I, I got into like grittier stories growing up and the, like the books I read and stuff, you know, just World War II stuff. About as gritty as it gets, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like gritty subjects because they kind of make you think, you know, they, they, they talk about a lot of heavy subjects, which yes. Yes. I've always kind of liked. Mm-hmm. So I started really getting into the Inquisition because... <laughs> I did Dark Heresy, so when I was at college, most of the stuff I looked up was just all Imperium, all related to the Inquisition, how it would affect a Dark Heresy campaign, Mm -hmm. because I briefly was in a Dark Heresy campaign, I think we did two sessions, Yes, I don't think I've ever said, so this is is the Dark Heresy campaign where um, I learned that psychers are really bad things. (laughs) And should be killed on sight. So, um... Is this the Arbites Goes Obscure Addict? 
Dark Heresy campaign? No, no, no. This oh, this is a completely is, different one. This was the first Dark Heresy campaign where I was a player. Ah. So it was in college. Um, I get invited because my friend knows I like 40K, and he's like, hey, my friend's running one of these campaigns, and I was going to join, but I know nothing about it, so I was going to bring you, and I'm like, cool. I know a little next to nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. I, too, know basically nothing about it, but I also know a guy <laughs> who knows all about it. So my character people, for there that... There are definitely people who know more than me, though. My character for that was an Arbite with a Flamer. Yep. So we get shuttled down to this world, and I think, if I remember the story correctly, there was, like, this yearly mutant purge where they would go through the, like, underground of this city and just kill all the mutants. Just remember, try to remember all the good the purge does. <laughs> it, it was a mining city. <laughs> So, um, we get onto planet, um, I convinced my buddy, who knew nothing about 40k, to do an Adeptus Mechanicus, uh, like, Adept, and he only used Google's text-to-speech to talk. <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. We got about 30 minutes into the campaign before the DM said, stop that. <laughs> stop that right now. For the love of all stop signs in the galaxy, cease and fucking desist. <laughs> Uh, so, the the only highlight I remember of that campaign, we're, we're in the, like, the, the shitty part of town, doing a little investigating, and we go in... It's an imperial world, you're gonna have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> the lower rungs of the, uh, the mining city. Okay. And we're, uh, we're in this warehouse with a bunch of, like, drug addicts. Obscure addicts, I, <laughs> as I would later come to recognize... <laughs> And they're all just kind of, you know, being hobos. <laughs> and we're trying to get information out of them. Rolling and in their tattered hats and beard dirt. <laughs> and one of them, you know, all out of options, decides, you know what, fuck it, let's just leave. And the psyker's like, no, I got one thing. Uh-oh. He tries to slam a door to intimidate. <laughs> and he slammed that door so hard that in the war <laughs> that now let's let's just change change picture uh, change scene really quick in the warp there was a demon you know just being mind a jolly, is, minding its own business minding its own business about to walk out the door for work saying goodbye to the wife and uh, demonette kids opens the door turns around you know says one more thing turns and the door just slams in his face the demon opens the door calmly and comes into that warehouse. Because <laughs> it was going to be one of those days. It was a plague bearer. <laughs> it was not a happy plague bearer. Oh. And it proceeded... That's how you know the psyker fucked up if you managed to make a plague bearer unhappy. Well, plague bearers are often annoyed by nurglings. Yeah, but like... Generally speaking... Because nurglings get in the way of counting things. Oh, yes. So, Yeah, they really do get annoyed, because plague bears have to count. Yes. Nurglings don't. That, <laughs> that plague bearer proceeded to bitch slap our group into the ground. Except for me, because I stayed a safe distance, which is the maximum range of a flamer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And proceeded to do the only actual damage to it until it just, you know, kind of disappeared because it wasn't that strong of a summoning but in that time it was an accidental summoning no true names were involved it was just annoyed in that time you're not he answered <laughs> yeah in that time he had proceeded to knock out a couple people um one person started throwing up and then blacked out 
<laughs> the Psyker, who the Plague Bearer was none too happy to see because, you he know... He slammed a door in his face, yeah. He, uh, he cut what off... What bills you think you'd be paying to slam doors in my house? He cut off his arm... Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just kind of dissipated I'm after, like, five turns. <laughs> I'm keeping this. I'm this is my to it. I'm going to do stuff to it. So, it's going to be icky. <laughs> no shit. You can have it back afterwards, but you won't want it. <laughs> no shit. There I was. And, uh... Well! Maybe not literally. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of shit where you were. So there I was, and, uh, I didn't really care all too much for that psyker at that point. <laughs> I walked up to him and administered the only first aid um, I knew would work to stop an arm from bleeding, which was proceed to burn it. Cauterize it. Yeah. Yeah, I just poured some Prometheum <clears throat> on it and... <laughs> the Psyker passed out from pain. Suffered not the witch. And uh, I, I said... Now, the DM had to stop me because <laughs> I was about to turn the rest of them into a... Uh, you ever leave a marshmallow over the fire for too long? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He uh, he said I couldn't kill him. <laughs> Which, uh, by contrary, I'm quite sure I can. Just, well, you can't kill him. Well, technically. <laughs> I'm quite capable of doing so. Whether you, whether I'm not you allowed to. to. Yeah. The, the DM was literally on that rocks fall, you die sort of <laughs> path with me because I was like, it is in the lore, he just summoned a demon, I am well within my rights as an Arbite, and a member of the Inquisition. In fact, he, you're risking censure and punishment if you don't. Yeah. He just accidentally summoned a demon. He's a liability, he's got a connection to the dumb thing now, because it's got his arm. Yep. The, the best part about it, too, the, uh, the, like, it was only half of our party, it was the Psyker... Um, and the, uh, I think the Adeptus Mechanicus was with us. The sister and someone else were halfway across the town outside of Combead range. So after everyone is calmly pulled out, well, the Psyker and the Adeptus Mechanicus, and I think one other dude who was like a guardsman or something. A peon. I, they ask, <laughs> what, what should we do? You know, a bunch of these homeless people just saw you know, a demon and a psyker, and they probably know the Inquisition's here. And I decided to burn the entire place down with all the homeless people inside, because that is the rational way to hide this big of a fuck-up. Yeah. So, uh, I had the highest kill count at the first session of the campaign with, uh, 33. <laughs> or it was like 32 or 33, something like that. uh -huh. And uh, the entire group's like, you just murdered a bunch of people. And I'm like, there could be no witnesses. Also, don't witness me. <laughs> yeah. And nope. uh, the, the rest of the party across town started seeing all these 40K equivalent to fire trucks <laughs> running to the side of town we were on. Shit, 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 shit. And they were like, oh, fuck, what just fucking happened? As I am, why do I feel I know exactly the source of this? <laughs> Funny enough, we took uh, no. I think it's intrigue in in Dark Heresy, where you know they, the planet starts to notice the Inquisitions. Yeah. There, we took no intrigue because all that happened was a warehouse burned down with a bunch of homeless people in it. Yeah, nobody survived. Yeah, that was that was that was dark. I was just it was a couple turns of me just torching homeless people as they tried to run away. I can top I can top it with darker. It's not my story, mm -hmm. but it's a darker story. Uh, best friend was playing a Dark Heresy campaign. 
They are pinned down by cultists who are also summoning uh, bloodletters. They are pinned down in a building. One of them's got a grenade launcher with incendiary grenades. There's a building across the way. But it's also an orphanarium. It's nighttime. No one's awake. Well, they're probably awake because, you know, all the gunfire and cults and demons, whatever. Without consulting the rest of the squad, one of the party members just pops up, fires an incendiary grenade into the orphanarium. All the terrified orphans come screaming out into the night into the waiting arms of cultists and demons. Party makes clean get away. It's like that, uh, that song I showed you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't napalm. Yeah. <laughs> it was just regular old fire. Oh. Uh, so grenades, so probably thermite. Yeah. Well, magnesium. Funny as it wasn't napalm. So funny enough, that campaign, it, we only did like two or three sessions before... The GM got sick of your shit? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> he also got sick of, I think, the two sisters of battle, like, having a lesbian romance or something like that. <sighs> and the funny thing were they were two neckbeards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So the party... Who were a pair of those guys. The DM was like, I'm a senior, I'm going through finals, and I'm not going to put up with this shit. <laughs> good day. <laughs> but I said good day! Well, so that, that kind of start, uh, sparked my lore interest, and me running, wanting to run an actual good Dark Heresy campaign. <coughs> the first one also kind of failed. <laughs> the second one was a lot better. Well, they just kept giving you ideas, and also just kind of kept doing it to themselves. No, that one wasn't the one that failed, surprisingly enough. Are we thinking about the same one, the one that you talked with the Obscura Addict? No, that one's the one that succeeded. Yeah. That was a success story. Oh. <laughs> Man, now I'm going to go back and change the podcast description on that one. If it continues after the bullshit, it is a success story. Yes. Fair enough. They, they completed the first, the first half of the campaign. The second half. Technically. Yeah. Completed is such a strong word. They survived. There you go. That's the that's completed in 40k. Imperial yeah. Guard terms. Good yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do. 90% casualties. Victory! <laughs> they drown in all our blood. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that that really sparked my lore interest, and then when I finally moved back to start emergency medical uh, and got my own place and got on my feet, that's when I started to get back into GW stuff, and this was the time that Nate owned the shop. Managed. Ran. Ran. Yeah. Games Workshop owned it. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> Common colloquials. Yeah, they, they do usually refer to the managers as owners. Hmm. Well, that's nice of them. Like, Games Workshop doesn't, but, like, the people always assume you own it. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you owner? Nope. <laughs> I do not want to own this. <laughs> and, and I moved back, and I decided, fuck it, there's one thing I want to do. And that is guard on square bases. Because I got tired of tanks because they're just kind of boring. And they blow up a lot. Oh, yeah. That's why they're awesome. Yeah. They're a lot more survivable now because it takes at least three last cannons to kill them. Well, two really lucky ones. Yes. Yeah. Instead of but one. in fairness, I'm, my, my context for tanks being awesome is when he's playing with our house rules, Nathan. Where everything explodes nice and big. Which we even then dumbed down and we, you know, kind of categorized. That's why I find tanks awesome, because yes, they can do us, and they will always deal out damage, even when they die. Granted, I also got really burnt out of not only 40k, and this is kind of what led me to sell my army before I left, but I lost 
10 Lehman Russes in the first two turns of an Apocalypse game due to an invisible Titan. So I got done playing for a long time after that. I think I had one good game after that, which was my uh, attrition game. It was just the amount of points we have killed between me and Tyranids. Hey, that that sounds really familiar, Nathan. It's a lot of fun. That 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 was Jacob's attrition game. That was our Tuesday. Yeah, our, <laughs> our attrition game, we had Cultist versus Garzman with um, a squad dies that comes back. I, <laughs> I I kept track. I kept tally. Yeah. It's still on my tablet. I think it was to the tune of just through with pure, just Cultist and Garzman total. Just those casualties alone from both sides. Something they're doing like 500 casualties yeah. over the course of just a normal Fighting six. Fighting over our trudge. Yeah. Over the course of a normal six game, six turn game. Yeah. We didn't go to turn seven because nope. the store was about to close. <laughs> <laughs> and also... We had a rule like once we realized, holy shit, no progress is being made after turn three. All right, we don't get to come back after this. But shit died so fast, and it was so great. Funny enough, though, even like that—that that was like the last apocalypse game I played. I most of the games I've played through 40k have always been apocalypse, which is part of the reason I like 40k because of the sheer size of it. Yeah, apocalypse games are fun. Yeah, they are. I, I like them more than regular games because it's just like you get to bring the fun toys. Yes, and you get to play with a lot of people. Well, yeah. sometimes I've done podcast games one v one. True, I, I like lot. it. Again, that used to be our Wednesday, Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's a lot of fun when you do ten k versus ten k. Yeah, and I will never. It will always amuse me just how genuinely impressed um, the original manager who was working in the shop yeah. when we first did, how he was just genuinely impressed that we could get through like four to five thousand points in about it's four dead. hours. Yeah, and literally, like we are the game has resolved. Everything is dead. Yeah. And we are cleaned up, starting at, we started at, like, 1. Maybe, like, 7 hours, because we started, we, we'd get there at noon and start setting up. Yeah. There'd be a break for lunch probably through the day. Yeah. And we'd get everything cleaned up by 7. Yeah, but, like, 5,000 points in 7, just done. <laughs> I'm just like, shit. Full 6 turns, too, and sometimes yeah. into overtime. <laughs> sometimes you gotta go to the last man's dead. Yep. Yep. But I like, you know, the co-op like of 4v4s oh, yeah. or stuff like that because it's it, it, it just feels like a war game teams are fun mm-hmm. especially yeah. like when you have like one team's doing one army and uh, one teammate's doing one army and you're doing another section different completely different yeah that was the first and i think only game i've ever played against austin you and me nathan teamed up yeah against austin and his friend sam and it was my space was going against austin's world eaters and then you and tim have my, a completely my, different game on the my, other half my of the iron table. warriors uh, sorry iron hands versus his uh nurgle on Almost six by four, two completely different games because you and Sam are like they just full on maneuvering happening on your half of the table. Me and Austin having a Thunderhammer fight in a phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is just we threw all of our models into like this tiny like eight circular inches of terrain together and just oh, just die. <laughs> just sitting there punching. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just, mm. eh, eh, save. Damn it. Eh, eh, save. Damn it. <laughs> Vast difference from when you and I would throw our just clumps of power armor at each other. Like, okay, you know, a little bit of a trick, you know, just like, okay, as a force a movable object. And then there's just that one turn where just a, one side crumbles. Or there's no, like, like unstoppable force at all. Just one side eats the other. Yeah. Yeah. There were some days where it's like, we'd go all infantry. <laughs> those were long days. Yeah, those were long <laughs> days. Mostly because of my movement phase. Yeah. Because we do all infantry, but you're... You're running space. Your credo is, is quantity is a quality all its own, whereas I am just 
I don't have that many models. <laughs> oh, so I do. I, just, I don't feel. I don't have the same kind of patience you do. Yeah. So I'll just kick. I'll just deck my squads out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got technically the same amount of points. I'm outnumbered like four to one. My guys and it's hit. still a meat grinder. Because yeah. I'll get to that. Well, you'll get me down to like, cool, you've got the 10 man, and then you whittle me down to four, and that's where I get dangerous. Like, you kill those first. Unless you try to charge me with a character. <laughs> yeah. My cultist squads, he charged with a character, and he wouldn't get to combat. Because the character had one wound left and would die to Overwatch. So, sometimes you'd have like two or three wounds left. Yeah, but it was also, what was it, 60 cultists? Well, it was 35 cultists, because that was maximum squad size. Right. So 70 Lazio shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those characters didn't live very long. No. But the 10-man Greyhunter squads. Oh, those are fun. You'd kill the six, the first six real easy. Then you get to the last four, and they just wouldn't go. <laughs> just, they're like, no, we will not. And then they'd somehow make it to the other side with, like, two left. <laughs> and then you're like, cultists, the rest of your army. Because I'd just gotten done hacking away through a cloud of cultists. And then there's another cloud, like, hello. Well, okay, so I bring... Four, usually four squads of 35. So it's 140 cultists in the front rank. Yeah. Behind them, the power armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool, I just got done hacking my way through a cloud of cult. Oh, those are corn berserkers. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> now the berserkers are charging you. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, kind of like Nate, I sort of knew you for a long time. Because I'd see you in the shop playing Nate all the time. And I think we said hi. You're not the first person to say this to me, Jake. We'd say hi here and there, but I only knew you as the Viking metal dude. Again, you're not the first person to say this to me, Jacob. I had more hair back then. I also swore for the longest time you hated me. Because I was an annoying person for a little while. Were? Well... I, I've, I've shifted my annoying into a way you can more deal with. That works. Whatever you gotta tell yourself, bud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I... And it's not... Like the, yeah. You know, on that note, though, like, people will get that vibe a lot from me, I feel like. Yeah. And it's... I don't... Like, it's not that I'm a... <laughs> like, it's not that I'm an unsociable person. I've just got that face. In that well, tone you got of the, voice. You got the face, the wardrobe, and the tattoos. And the tone of voice. The resting murder face. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason I didn't have a backpack in high school because I got tired of people flinching every time I looked for something in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was in really poor taste. I could see it happening. See, like, I wore it was in poor taste, but that was that's also not an exaggeration. I did notice it. And, like, I've had this kind of wardrobe for like literally half my life at this point. I've picked up on that on those kind of subtle things just by, in my periphery. Listen, I know people aren't saying these things, but, like, they don't have to say it for things to hurt. <laughs> I have feelings! Looking back on high school, that's probably why everyone was so nice. I, uh, I wore a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comfortable coat! Trench coats are awesome. The reason people were so nice to me in high school is because I didn't really talk to anyone, so they didn't have an opportunity to be mean to me. I just had my headphones on and just... Dear in front of the cafeteria, and that was pretty much my day. <laughs> Like, I, I didn't go to school, so I didn't have that issue. Yeah, you were one of those people. Yep. Homeschooled. Luckily, I was only homeschooled up to middle school. And the teacher still bullied you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, your mom is a lovely lady. She's a very nice lady. I don't think she would actually bully you. Unless you really deserved it. And I know you. I had sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, so looking back, I only Is that really title of the podcast now. I think so. Oh, <laughs> uh, back to Jacob the podcast. Anyways, back to Jacob. That's gonna be the description. Anyway, back to Jacob. So, looking back, actually, now that I know you a bit more as as you know a friend, um, yeah, I didn't hate you. I just nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, man, that sounded a lot less mean when I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I only really yeah, we did do that one podcast where I just sat like I spent like the first fifteen minutes just picking on both of you like I, like roasted you for like you know ten minutes and like all right now to my other minion like <laughs> time to abuse you for a little bit as as we've established you always go for the low hanging fruit vertically abbreviated and I just wait for you to stop talking so I can show you where you're wrong yes <laughs> uh... not that I listen because I'm too busy still laughing at my own joke and funny <laughs> enough I only really got to know you once we started doing podcasts which seems. Kind of a jump. Because I was like, hey, I got this guy who's very into a guard and such. What do you mean to bring him in? Yeah, bring him to do a guard podcast, and you said, like, four words. I'm like, great. I, I did. <laughs> great I did. call, Nathan. And then a year later, like, I remember him telling me how he's been an absolute monstrous human being in video games. Hey, you want to come talk about this? God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that And that was your interview, and now you're hired. Uh... So for those of you who are have aspirations to one day work for S.H.I.E.L.D., well, the bar is very low. <laughs> The, the first podcast, I will be honest, I knew nothing about the lore topic you were talking about. It's less of a bar, more of a tripwire. Because <laughs> I forget what was the first lore topic we talked the about. The Guard. Was no, it? no, no, I think it was more chaos. Yeah. Because er... I did two podcasts, and then I did a break for a while. We did, no, that's right, we did the podcast where he was on our year-end recap after yeah, we were on that like that was month it. and a half hi- yeah. like, month long hiatus and, that was the- and then you and me were just like okay and this is things and, and Jacob's just like because uh. that was got, the- I remember there was a point where he was just like looking fucking lost like so Jacob what do you think about this model and he's like I don't know what that is <laughs> I think he'd also just got, just got back to Illinois yeah that like, was Aww. the that was the year I spent in college so I'd been mm-hmm. out of the hobby for a year and a half two years yeah and I get back, and they're telling them me, and I'm just sitting here like, oh, that happened. It was it was a recap for me. I, <laughs> I had no you were clue. You up to speed. Yeah. So I was and like. And after that, was when we did the guard podcast, and we're just, I'm just trying, I'm tossing you underhand. I was like, guard, yeah. and you're just like, eh. It's just bouncing off your blanks there, just, uh. So, I, so. I think I had a bit of mic fright, because I've never really, you know, done podcasts before. And admittedly, I'm a rather bombastic personality. <laughs> Only on mic, though. Off mic, I... And I mean... Like, I can't be bothered. You'll notice in, in, like, uh, in some podcasts where it's really lore-heavy, I'm just kind of sitting back like, yes, yes, tell me about this lore I've never heard of before. Yes, unless yes. we're talking about the Emperor, or I'm sitting yeah. down and you're like, all right, tell me about the Inquisition. Okay, so here we are. We year, did, Listen, we've already done is... that podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then... <laughs> so, and then there was, like, a six-month break. Six months... You, I didn't, we didn't bring you back on a podcast for a fucking year. Was it a year? Yeah. Almost, yeah. God, it's been so long. And so. Fuck. Welcome to be an adult where days take forever, but years go by like that. I'm going to admit this on mic just because it's a funny story. Um, the reason it was that long, because you kept, Nathan kept suggesting, you know, there's always Jacob whenever we were like strapped for yeah. podcast members. just like, but the fucker didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, I don't, it just seems like a waste of time. <laughs> And now you work here. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works. Yeah. Sometimes persistence pays off. You, you just had to get me going on the horrible person. And that was like, <laughs> and that was gloves off. It was like, okay, let me, let me tell you some stories. 
No, 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 no. It was him, honestly, it was him picking up his pocket computer, going, "Let me bring up my documented cases." Oh yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me let me bring up my rap sheet. <laughs> I, and honestly, I'm, again, I'm gonna it's not like the whole like like eighty percent of the motivation for you to come do that podcast was just because I still remember the one where I where Brad and Eddie interrogated me. Just, we sat down and talked about my seven days of that incident. Just like. So I found a guy who makes me look like a saint. Time to contextualize. <laughs> Time to show that I'm not a horrible human being. Jacob is. <laughs> so wait, I'm still pretty bad. Have any of them listened to that podcast yet? Yeah. Uh, pres- They've had well, the opportunity. Well, hold, on, okay. hold on, hold on. Does anyone at Shieldwall, except for me, listen to our podcast? I started on it. You do? Yeah. Really? I like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I walked into that one. Actually, I think they're up to four. Oh. I, you know, I started listening. More now because we've got a backlog going that's yeah. not on a few. But anyway, I, back to Jacob. I started listening <laughs> to it recently just because I thought it's probably a good idea. So, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, um, yeah, and, uh. Yeah. Trying to cut down on the yes and the ums. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um. You just got to say it like ten different ways. Listeners, if you've noticed, like thinking back to all the past podcasts, when there's a lull in the conversation, I'm feeling the silence. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, various yeah. iterations of how to say that same word until it's just no longer a word. Why wait for other people's gears to keep turning? Just like, oh, yeah, there's a topic we're going to talk about. Natural Pull that curtain back. Natural positive conversation doesn't happen. I mean, like, presumably, technically I could edit it out, but that's work. Ah, <laughs> oh, work. And, and you know it would probably cut you down on make my job hard enough. It would probably cut down on like it twenty to twenty five. Now I'm kidding. Well, and also it kind of, it, that would also kind of take away from the initial spirit of these podcasts, which was just like the was the initial vibe and theme was just to have it be just like you're sitting at a table full of idiots just bantering, shooting the shit. As little the, hands on editing. Us at the paint bar with mics. Yeah, give that kind of vibe for people to listen to while they paint, and unfortunately a lot of them listen, listen to us on their commute, poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, ASMR yeah, paint right. videos. Yeah. So uh, here's the uh, scratching of the... Uh... Hey, Patrick! <laughs> uh... Yeah. It's been a while since I've done those. Yeah, we did two this episode, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's been a while, i got to make for lost time, and that was a loud one. <laughs> And he's told me that he listens while he paints. So I want to. I want I'm hoping that that last one makes him redo stuff. <laughs> Why his paints is good? Yeah, but I gotta keep him on his toes. So, so getting back to back when to I, Jacob when I, when I when I got finally got back and after I'd done all this like started looking into the gritty side of the Imperium of Man, I decided you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Imperial Guard on square bases because I hate moving that many models. Man, you arrived at that talking point like 20 minutes ago. Well, I mean, it's shield, shield wall. wall tangents. Anyway, back to Jacob. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, people can make a drinking game out of this. <laughs> I think this was also the time I started listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Uh, Which, thank apocaly- you for showing me that. Yes. It is amazing, isn't yes. it? Uh, shout out to Dan Carlin, because if you haven't, go support him and listen to his content, because it is... But listen to us first. Am- yeah. I mean, there you are. I'll finish this podcast first. Okay. Yeah. So there. I decided, you That's know That's more reasonable. Yes. I started listening to Blueprints for Armageddon, and I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do Imperial Guard the way it was meant to be played, hordes of infantry with artillery support. Yes. So, I started doing that, and, uh, yeah. We're it, up to now, like, 160-some guardsmen now? Yeah, 160. My, 
I, I raised the bar. My plan... So about full power level. <laughs> as as that last game we played showed. 240. Hmm. Anyway. 50 power level. No, no, sorry, 24. Ah. For 110 guard, <gasps> uh, I think it was like... Because, uh, like, what was that, like, three power level for 10? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's what cultists are. <laughs> I can bring you all 300 cultists at 90 power. Oh. I don't know, like, going... When I first got into the hobby, <laughs> I only wanted to do tanks because I, I was a really big, you know, playing War Thunder and World of Tanks and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I was big into tanks. And then I was like, you know what? Tanks are just boring because, you know, you can only have so many. What what are those quad mortar launchers? Hydras. No. The, uh, wyverns. The Wyverns. Yeah, Wyverns. Because that's what my army degraded into. I didn't like how the model looked. And I was just doing it for the rules. And I got burnt out because I wasn't having fun. So, so I come back and I'm like, make it. yeah, so I came back and that's why I don't regret selling a lot of my army because I would have anyways. I yeah. didn't like the models except for the, except for the Valkyrie, but, but you can do it better now. Yeah. So I came back and I was like, you know what? This time around, I'm not going to get competitive. I'm not going to do the tournaments that are like overly competitive and I just want to have fun. So that's why even when this was before eighth ed came out and I was still it was still in seventh, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do guard and square bases. But but Jacob, the the the, the, the barrages the and, the, were and the, the brass yeah, templates. That's the fucking point. Yeah. Now he told me this, I'm like, hell yes, this would be awesome to see. Yeah. Cause it's fun. Yeah. I and in addition to fun, convenient. And, and then you can put them speed that movement phase up real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is but fun, convenient, and courteous to your opponent. As someone who's fielded over 200 infantry models at a time, it's a pain in the ass. As someone who's been on the opposite side of the table as you fielded that many infantry models at a time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you killed them faster, I wouldn't have to move so many. Turn one and you stole the initiative. There's nothing I, I can do. To. There's nothing I can do at that point. I just have to sit through your movement. Just, uh, I was hoping I'll steal the initiative so he would kill something, so I wouldn't have to move it. <laughs> you did start doing that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> So, so getting back into the hobby, I decided... It's a joke, Dad, yet! <laughs> so getting back into it's the hobby, dead. I decided... Let's turn this horse into glue. <laughs> Anyways, back to Jacob. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So yeah, getting back into the hobby, I just wanted to have fun. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do the fluffiest army I can, which is... guards are Guardsmen are supposed to die. And that's what I loved about it. And that's why I miss Blast Templates. Not because, you know, it made my army better it really probably didn't because i killed more allies with my blast <laughs> templates you don't need blast templates to kill your allies anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh boy did they help <laughs> but that is a certain a unpredictability element to the game unless yeah. you play Kamarov. yeah it, it was fun because i'd never <laughs> seen exactly i'd never seen dice like that before and it was just a unique little fun little piece of you know gameplay yes but you know so I, I started doing this army. I was just doing it fluffy and <laughs> fluffy. Um, and when I would play opponents, you know, I just actually, I would cheer when they killed my guardsmen and, and stuff like that, because I came back into it. You know what? This, this is a hobby. It's meant to, meant to be played for fun. And that's what I like about it. Cause what you're getting is that you don't take it too seriously. Exactly. I, I don't take anything Except when you too. Do. Yeah. I don't take much anything too seriously at this point i, I mean i'm a shield noticed. wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've noticed so and i started building up and it was originally i was going to do 500 guardsmen 
on square bases. I've I've ramped it up. My plan is a thousand because I am a masochist and hate you know building that many guard. It is and you've seen to level of detail I paint my yeah. guardsmen too. Hmm. They're nice. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things about the square, you know, movement trays is on square bases all lined up, the entire thing looks like a piece of terrain. It does. All the you know, it just looks like a muddy field of guardsmen. And once they start doing, I'm like, wow, this looks awesome. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I am right now. I'm my army, which I'll I don't do a lot of armies because you know I need time dedicated to my guard and I don't get quite enough as is. And but there's no ab humans in your army. Oh, there there probably will be. But currently there are no like there's no bulgren, no ogren, no. no ratlings. It's literally just guardsmen. And it's gonna be blocks of infantry, artillery support from my Aquila strong point, <laughs> and I'll, I'll occasionally throw in some kit bashed super heavies that look World War One in style. But, you know, overall, I'm doing the Inquisition, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Each Inquisitor from a different Ordo is uh, one of the horsemen. Mm-hmm. Because I, th- I thought it would be a pretty cool little thing once, you know, all my armies together. I'm going to have the Imperial Guard, the, you know, the Inquisition forces, the Sisters of Battle, and uh, the Imperial Navy. So... I think what, because kind of my plan is I just want it to look cool on the table because the cooler it looks kind of adds a bit more fun to the game. Yeah, I can't wait till he gets bit by the Hydra bug and to watch his spirit crumble. <laughs> That's oh, going to be his fun. His Hydra bug is, I need another squad. Mm. And mm. funny enough, when 8th Ed came out and they're like, no more blast templates, which I was kind of sad about. Boo. But your last guns can now hurt anything. And it was like, holy shit. I got a I- golden ticket. <laughs> Uh, now my guardsmen, I just gotta get more DACA mm-hmm. in the form of more guardsmen. Yes. So, and you know, I joined Shield Wall, which is actually getting me and keeping me, you know, into 40k because well, with work and everything, for a while I jumped out until kind of I started getting back into Shield Wall. Jacob, it would only take you 660 guardsmen to equal the same power level as one Warlord Titan. <laughs> and our own Austin has rolled the dice. You win every time. I don't know. It's Austin. He's thorough with that. He is like that. He's that I, weird level of meticulous. Well, he's probably basing it off the weapons that actually have models and not the weapons that he should be using. Mm. Fair enough. And what? also, the Titan can shoot out of combat. They can't shoot it while it's in combat. Mm. Yeah. Funny enough. Um, so I want to do my version of it. <laughs> Yeah. Which kind of requires the models. Yes. Because it's not just going to be like, hey, we're going to dice off. No, no, no. Because we need to see what's at ranges. Right. Right. Yeah. Because in order to get all those models just in range, the Titan will literally have to be in the center of the table and everything's going to ring around uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you might have 1,320 shots. That doesn't mean all of them are in range. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And I keep in mind, you'd still actually have enough to bring in some officers. Yes. So you can actually issue orders. Mm-hmm. So that changes things. But again, oh, yeah. the one gun on it gets eight shots. Every hit against infantry counts as three hits. Yes. The guardsmen are going to take up more space than an emperor class titan. Yeah. 
So, like, it's going to kill four squads before they can actually be in a range of it. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I just looked, I just did the math. So, 100 guardsmen by 100 guardsmen. Wait, no, wait. That's 10,000. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I just fucked that up. Sorry, it's, yeah, you did. It's, it's been a little bit of a long day. Okay. Um. Yeah. Math, math person. Yeah. Um. What's the easiest way to... Human number cruncher. Go. Uh, what are you looking to do? Square root of a thousand. You can do it. 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 Come on, Rain Man. Square root of a thousand. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Do it. I can only have for time so much. I can only fill the silence. And anyway, back to Jacob. Uh, regardless, that's a lot of space on 25 millimeter square bases. So yeah, that would probably take up more space on the table than an Emperor class Titan. It's mm. a lot of sh that's a lot of shots. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, we're running a little long. Okay. Um, what else? Thirty-one point um, six two two seven seven. Thirty-one. And a half ish. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'm not a number person. <laughs> regardless. Yeah, I, I better be absolutely order. back into the hobby. I absolutely love it, and I'm glad I never quite fully got out of it. Yeah. Because it definitely is something that, you know, everyone can get together and play and have fun if, you know, nobody brings invisible titans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that guy. The invisibility spell is the reason 7th failed. No. <laughs> I mean... No, it's not, but it did suck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't mind as long as I can shoot it. Funny enough about that thing. One one more story. The one highlight of that game, I was down to a single guardsman and a commissar, and I decided to charge the Titan to throw, you know, crack grenades at it. Yes. The uh fail the morale check, the commissar shoots the guardsman. You know, right. the as morale does. didn't fail, right. and then runs up and gets stepped on. Sounds about right. Titan didn't even care. <laughs> Thought it was adorable. It's still fun, though. Yes. But yeah, I... That is Jacob's origin in a very large nutshell. Yeah. More of a coconut, coconut shell. shell. Coconut shell. Yeah. 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 Brought over by sparrows. You know, so funnily enough... First of all, actually, first of all... Yep. <laughs> as it turns out, coconuts do migrate. Yes, they do. Because they were not indigenous to some Pacific island. Nope. But they ended up there anyway. They were indigenous to a nearby neighboring island. Some fell off a tree during a storm, washed into the sea. Currents carried them to the neighboring island, where they took root. Coconuts do, in fact, migrate. Yes. And on that note. But what if they just gripped him by the husk? It's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple matter of this podcast is over, Jacob. <laughs> uh, thank you all very much for listening to Jacob's very lengthy origin story, and we will not make that dumb joke again. Uh, <laughs> if you have any suggestions or requests for topics for our other series, be it loose brews, lore council, general nonsense, whatever, head on over to our Facebook page at Shieldwall Productions on Facebook.com. We absolutely welcome requests. In fact, we encourage them because we want to talk about what you guys want to talk about, or want to hear us talk about, rather. Um, and wherever you're listening to us to, be it SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, wherever, don't forget to subscribe if you are not subscribed already. And in the meantime, I guess we shall catch you later. Anyway, back to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs>